scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Because it's our show and, and it's um, not yours. Oh, that was good. Thanks. Yeah, it was. I like it that. worked out. It worked out Ooh, really well. That was tasty. Mm. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, stop. stop. If you Go thought we were, if you beginning. thought we were be like, welcome, you're wrong because mm-hmm. we don't welcome newcomers to late episodes. We're not like other podcasts. <laughs> we're a different podcast. Ew, she <laughs> went there. She went there. Stop. Um, if no, stop. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we insist that you stop and go back and listen from the beginning. To be to be perfectly honest, Sarah insists. But I heavily encourage. I insist she encourages, and I feel like a massive amount of our fan base would also highly recommend. They tell you, stop, go back, listen from the beginning. It's a whole journey, y'all. It's a whole journey. So if it's your first time, you know, thanks, but stop and go listen to the beginning. First episode, grumble thorn to my mouth a little bit. We'll see you in a few weeks. See you when you get here, you know? Thanks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back. What how a, was your journey? How was your it's trip like down traveling to the, for you? Your trip down to the center of our, uh, I don't know, lower than low, whatever life is. Magma. I wonder if the fir- it's so weird because they go back in the first episode and they listen to us not remembering the word quarantine. Everyone mentions it's an, that it's an adventure. Like you need to go back and, and you need to feel that. And then we we live through on it. quarantine. And we live through it, and here we are recording in person. Although I mean, you know. Shelly is me and you and our fall plans, and the juice might be the Delta variant. <laughs> uh, I hope that's not the case. Because is it Philadelphia or all of Pennsylvania is at like 80% vaccination rate? I mean, it's pro- I don't know. It's probably Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know if it's all of Pennsylvania. It might be Philadelphia. But it might be. Who knows? Not me. Either way, I'm proud to say you that know, the people vaccinated. I interact with on a daily basis are vaccinated. Yeah. And if you're not vaccinated... Please go get vaccinated. Do that. You know, we encourage it heavily. Please, please, please. please. Ah, ah. It's no joke. It's no joke. Mm-mm. Speaking of fall plans. I plan to not get the Delta variant and do some theater. We're both doing some both stuff. this fall. <laughs> it feels like back to normal because we didn't do this last year. It's true. It's been two years since mm. we had our regular mm. fall performance schedule regularly scheduled programming so um i will be back at uh the halloween nights at (laughs) eastern state penitentiary formerly known as terror behind the walls but now it's halloween nights at eastern state uh again still not sure what zone i'm gonna be in hopefully back in this be easy but I'm very, very excited about however they're going to expand it this year. It's going to be um, awesome. And, you know, there's going to be new safety guidelines. I'm excited about learning those and following them. I told Sarah I'm excited that I shave my eyebrows now because when they do my eyebrows in makeup, they can do whatever they want with my eyebrows. And I'm re- I'm like, you know, put them up. Like, do something Go with them. crazy. I want those skinny little um, Betty Boop eyebrows, like teeny tiny they're High like arches, like cartoons. Got you. And they pull out that fine tip Sharpie. 
Yeah. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't see the eyebrows until you're, well, you right won't be able close. to see them because you won't be able to see them from six feet away. So if you're less than <laughs> maybe you'll see my tiny eyebrows. So basically she won't have eyebrows. I know, which, you know, I don't now except that I have, you know, these tattooed, I have these uh, fake tattoo eyebrows tattoos. that I wear. Tattoos. Ew, don't. What? You're the one who has it on your face. We're in, Ear. No, don't say it like that. You're what? American. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing for that. Talk about You're your about- show. Uh, and then I'm doing a show at our lovely Allen's Lane Theater Art Center. Um, it's called The Secretaries. It is a dark, dark comedy about a murderous cult of secretaries. And it's going to be outside. It's going to be BYO. It's going to be fun. There's going to be laughs, cries, and blood. And we run for three weekends, the last two weekends of September, first weekend of October. And it's also a part of Philadelphia Fringe Festival. And it's my second live theater thing since the whole world shut down. So it's really exciting. exciting. I don't know the seriousness of this. I hope it really happens. But we are also in, when I say in talks, with our next door neighbor about doing a porch show. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, our next door neighbor. Uh, so it turns out we have tons of people who know her. Uh, and we found out when people would come to say hello to us. And, like, people would be coming to pick stuff up. And uh, she would be, like, coming or going. And somebody would see her. And they'd be like, oh! Sarah, her name is also Sarah, Sarah. with an H. <laughs> and people be like, oh my God, you know Sarah? And we would always be like, no. Because <laughs> we don't know her. She just, she just next lives door next door. But plenty of people highly recommend her, including our good friend Teresa Nutter, Tina. And we have talked to her as, you know, as we've come in and out of our houses. And that was the thing we talked about recently. And I have over quarantine been like, I would love to do a show on my porch, but like, how would I do that? Um, but she is a playwright and she also writes music like she's written a couple musicals <laughs> and we talked about writing a show to do uh, on the front porch. So if we decide to go through with that, you'll hear more about that here. But I really hope it happens. So we have a habit on this podcast of if we talk about it on the podcast, we make, make it happen. happen. So I'm just putting it out there that we make this uh, front porch show really happen because that could be really hysterical. I think that's fantastic. I'm excited. Do your work, Dead Time Stories. I finally posted some really good ghost farts today. So I'm almost up to date. I still have to post one for August, which is the month that we're in, but I'm no longer really behind. Killing it. Um, But I was really proud of my ghost farts. And Mary Angela messaged me about the one of Carol Channing, which Carol Channing is the ghost fart of June. And I spent forever working on the Carol Channing one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel really, really good about it. The nose, I'm like, this is the best nose I've ever drawn in my entire that. life. Um, and I got really caught up on the details. I got really anxious about her dress because her dress is like beaded and really intricate. And then I got to a point where I was like, Stephanie, you don't have to draw the exact Every beading bead. of her dress. You can like get the idea. And then I did it and I overcame People my, are here for the farts. Right? They're here for the farts. And I overcame some of my, my self doubt as an artist. And if it, it was a if nothing else, the ghost farts are a really good exercise for that. 
I love this podcast, just opening horizons, giving <laughs> us new things, manifesting things. It's exciting. We also mentioned that, you know, all we need is to get Brendan Fraser on this show. Yes, and then we'll that's have the, next goal. the Trinity complete. The Trinity will be complete. We will have had Adol Refai. Adol Refai. We will have had Leslie Jordan. Leslie. And we will have had Brendan Fraser. We're just putting it out there. And you know what? Maybe someday, Amanda Bynes. <gasps> Don't even. Don't even tease me like that. I would cry. I don't think I would even get through it. You would cry for Brendan Fraser. Oh, my God. You cry for both of them. Yes. Let's be real. I just cry at everything. I feel like I'm going to cry right now. To the event. (laughs) I'm not wearing any Delia's clothing right now. You're not wearing anything from Delia's No. It's Sheen and Target. I know. Which is from Sheen. The jeans. The jeans? Yeah. How do you like them? I like them. They're crooked. Like, the seams are crooked because, you know, it's sheen. But for $17, they're cute. I did notice, like, just a few minutes ago. But it's you're sitting down, so I thought it was just because you're sitting down. No, look. But you saying it makes me be like, oh, no, they are crooked. (laughs) Like, I tried it, but they're not. They just want to go to the... Oh my gosh! (laughs) It's so uneven, but it's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really, really noticed it if you had said something about it. But now that you said it and you're standing up and you're pointing it out to me, I cannot help but notice how fucking crooked they are. Sorry, this is an audio only podcast for y'all suckers. Oh my gosh! Uh, But trust, maybe we'll put it in our. They're great, but they're silly. Oof, we are good and steady with our weekly content, all that other social media stuff. Literally everything else. We're trying. Not hey, our forte. Maybe we need an assistant. Christina? Christina. <laughs> if you're interested in being an intern. <laughs> oh, my God. An unpaid, an unpaid intern. intern <laughs> for Dead Time Stories. Hit us up. Hit us up. We can use some help. We can use a little help. You know, really expanding our brand. Whole website. And hey, man, if you were, this would be like a like a lawyer situation, right? Where like if we do get money, oh yeah, we'll send it to you, right? But like you know, like a lawyer, like if you don't get paid, we don't get paid. You're our agent. You don't win that settlement. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, think about it. Hit us up. I don't know. Is that a thing somebody would be into doing? I have no idea. Who knows? In, in this economy, should, who knows? Who knows? But who knows? you know what? You you all came here for the for content. Two star content. Two star content. And that you know I and love. tell you what, I tell you what, we fulfill every single one of those two stars, both of them. <laughs> but you're not getting We're any more. We're taking the number two stars. And you're not getting any more than that, though. Two is it. That's your limit. And, and you're be, grateful. And you're grateful. See, because then if we ever go above and beyond, then it's just like an extra. Added extra. Bonus. So, like, we just have to make sure we. Set no, the bar I get it. I really get it. That's for why, them. No, I get it. Like, that's why we like neg them a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just to make we sure neg they ourselves stay in there. Uh-huh. so that they under like they think it's a little like, mm, and then they're like, oh, why do they say that? They're Aww, so good. They're so good, and we're like, oh, that was the point. It is a little fishing for compliments. <laughs> for being <laughs> too bad we don't get any. Wink. <laughs> no, thank you so much. We love you. Thank we you see all of you. We, we, uh, we have a Patreon. We love and we 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 love all of your support. Your sister, Gail Marie. Shout out to Gail Marie. She's been blowing it up lately. 
She's think, been texting us a she's, lot. She's been texting and she's been emailing. And she renamed our chat group to number two fan with a poop emoji. With a poop emoji. You know, she knows the way to our heart. She knows what's up. She's got she it. Do. So shout out to Gail Marie. Yeah. Going through it. I think she said for the sixth time. We got to introduce her to some other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> she's just listening on repeat. Oh, Gelmy, I love you so much. I get that for some things, but our show, I mean, I get I, Thanks. <laughs> We'll take the we'll take the plays, I guess. You know, we'll take the play count. You know what? I was wondering why our play count went up a little bit these <laughs> past few weeks. She's just been Gilmarie re-downloading it. Thank you, Gilmarie. Thank you for supporting my work as an artist. <laughs> I appreciate you. You're a good big sister. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone. Everyone who listens and reaches out. I'm and sure you're a good big sister too, everybody. All of it. Yeah, everybody. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, hey Leslie. Leslie? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Sarah, you're going first this week. What are you talking about? I'm talking about some ghosts. Oh, of course you are. I don't know why I did the plural. It's just one ghost. It's just one. That's, yeah. that's fair. But this is... um. It's a short and sweet ghost story. Well, it's not sweet. I always say sweet. When I say sweet, know that it means that it's like... It's a good story, but it's not a happy. Somebody dies. She if somebody dies. Sweet. When she says short and sweet, she just means short. I just mean short. She just means it's short. But I can't, if I say it's a it's a short story, it feels incomplete. I have to add it's short and sweet. Okay. Okay. We're going to Mason County in West Virginia. Do it. Let's go there. We're there. We're there. It's the 1850s. Imagine it. No cell phones. No internet. Picture it. Sicily, nineteen. No, no I know. Mason, you said, <laughs> Mason County, West Virginia. Mason County, West Virginia. Mason County, West Virginia. So, in this point moment in the 1850s, Mason County was a pocket of farmland surrounded on all four sides by a thick forest that was known as the Big Woods. Very creative, creative. but like it, I get it. It's descriptive. What is that around yeah, me? You're not you're like you get it. You know what you're getting into. You're getting into the, the Big, Big Woods. Woods. Done. Easy. However, because of the encroaching lumber mills in the area, the area of Mason that was once secluded farmland was finding itself now in the major crossroads of the four surrounding towns that were coming in, mining away at the big woods. One family that lived on the farm in Mason in the farmland were the Somerville family. David, his wife, Catherine, and their eight children lived a pretty ordinary, boring life. One night, the family went out, leaving just one daughter, Mary, home alone. Why? We don't really know. I like to imagine it's because Mary was just being disruptive in the house. And so they were like, listen, you go sleep up in the bed in the attic tonight. And then they all got up the next morning and no one thought to wake her up. And so then they all went out to get like breakfast and then they just left her there and she was home alone. Well, did you get it? Yeah. Okay. I was really proud of that analogy. And what, was her mom like, Mary? I don't know. Maybe when she got home and she wasn't there, probably. Spoiler alert. Some dudes come by. Mary's home alone. Were they Joe Pesci and um, Daniel Stern? I hope not. 
Because I would like to imagine that they wouldn't do what oh, they no. did to Mary. Oh, no. Yeah, Mary didn't set up her silhouettes and, re- and record player and her booby traps she in time. But the, the bucket of paint at the top of It the wasn't table. ready. She wasn't ready. She had the broken ornaments. Mm-mm. So they would step on them. Or mm. she didn't heat the door handle. Mm, she didn't heat the door handle. And, and she didn't have the tarantula. And there wasn't snow outside. So she didn't have that to her advantage. Um. Yeah, they assaulted her and drug her out to the big woods where legend says they buried her alive. Oh, God. Poor Mary. Yeah. Family comes home. They see that Mary is gone, but the actual crime, no one has any idea about. They're just like, this is really weird. She's gone. I guess she left. And so not too long after Mary goes missing, the whole family just relocates and moves to Indiana. Not too long after that, people around the farmland area and in the other neighboring towns begin to report hearing a noise coming from the big woods late at night. It wasn't the noise that an animal would make. They knew the sounds of the coyotes. They said it sounded more like a human noise. They said it sounded just like a human scream. It was a screaming woman. It was a screaming lady. Yeah, you're welcome. If this isn't your first time listening to the podcast, then you would know that we talk. We have a big thing about screaming lady ghosts. We love hate screaming lady ghosts. Screaming and laughing lady ghosts. <sighs> like screaming ghosts and laughing ghosts are like the scariest. Oh my God. What if we found one that did both? That's what I was just thinking. <gasps> she like screamed and laughed like oh, back and forth. I'm scared right now just thinking about it. Like imagining, imagining Mary Shaw from Dead Silence coming at you like laughing in a dark screaming. laughing screaming. I don't like it. Well, I'm scared. I'm scared. All right. So Mary's in the woods. woods. She's screaming. She's screaming. That's what. That's what the something is. That's what the something is. Irish immigrants who were new to the area were afraid, bless their hearts, that they'd brought over a banshee with them because they had no idea about Mary. And they were like, oh, no. That's a screaming lady guy. Oh, no. That's what a banshee is. We brought ourselves a fucking banshee over here. We're so sorry, That's guys. exactly what they would have said. <laughs> oh, no, not the fucking banshee again. Uh, it was not a banshee. It was Mary. And uh, it just became known as the screaming lady. And it was just known that there was a screaming woman in the woods. Until one night, a newcomer in town, legend has it, heard the screaming and he was like um is anybody gonna help that lady so he calls the cops and the cops come out and the story goes that as the cops were driving up they saw the source of the screaming that there was a woman standing in the middle of the road her face all cut up and bloodied screaming no no they noped the fuck out of They're there. Like, no, I'm so sorry. I hope you're not a living, breathing woman who needs help because you look like a ghost and we're getting away and from And we're this. going away from you. We were not trained for this. This is Mason County, West Virginia, ma'am. And they left. Story says her screams followed them all the way back to town. Oh, my God. 1986. 
Mary Somerville's body was discovered in the big woods. Her remains were How many exhumed. years later was that? Uh, 1850 to 1986. God, damn. They finally found her body. They were doing more excavation and work for a mill, and they stumbled upon her remains, called in a forensic scientists. They collected her remains. They gave her a proper burial in a cemetery nearby. Most people agree that that's hopefully where Mary's found her final resting place. However, kids still go out to Mason County, West Virginia, go into the woods, and sometimes they say they can hear screaming. And that's the screaming lady of Mason County, West Virginia. I'm so sorry, Mary. I know. It's terrible. It's not fair for you, girl. She got a raw deal. And she was like, oh, thank God the cops are here. They'll finally do something about right, this. Like, and then they just they were like, ah, turned around. So scary. And they left. And she was like, no way. Poor fucking lady. Jeez Louise. So there's my ghost story. And you're sticking to it. And I maybe might have only found it by Googling screaming ghost stories. I know. I know what's good. Okay. I know what's good. That's fair. So, Sarah, you're on TikTok sometimes. Too much. What kind of stuff do you look at on TikTok? Uh, whatever pops up on my on for you page. Yeah. Have you ever seen any videos about the garden on TikTok? I don't think so. So, <laughs> the garden is uh, a group of people who live on a 22-acre plot of land in Lafayette, Tennessee, and they garnered a lot of attention uh, at the beginning of this year of 2021. And people are asking, is the garden a cult? Ooh. Okay. 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 So here's what you need to know about the garden. They've existed for uh, twelve, uh, more than 12 years. Okay. But they went viral earlier this year uh, when a new guy moved to the commune. His name was... Um, we don't call him by his real name because he's been uh, <laughs> he's been getting a lot of attention for being a part of this group. But he goes by the alias Tree is Alive. Sometimes people just call him Tree. Okay. And he joined the commune and started posting about the commune uh, in January of 2021. And he very quickly amassed over 70,000 followers on TikTok. Wow. Okay. Over, what was like, he posting? Just he like was everyday just life? He posting videos like around, around the garden. So he would be like, here's our compost toilet. And here's, uh, and he's actually British. He's like, here's our compost toilet. And here's Billy digging a ditch. Like, this is a, what it's like to live on the farm at the garden. Come join, come to the garden. Everyone's welcome at the garden. So uh, then when that was getting really popular, other people, other members of the garden started to post on TikTok. And they were very famously um, posting the address in Lafayette. And they were like, literally, it's an open door policy. Everyone is welcome to the garden. Come oh, to the garden. Everyone come to the garden. That's a recipe for disaster. We're going to teach you all about sustainable living and like we're not, you know, how to like not pollute, how to recycle everything and how to live a sustainable lifestyle. And we want to spread that to the world. We want to teach everyone in the world how to live a sustainable lifestyle. Humans are going to fuck that up. So. Like I said, they said that they had an open door policy. So they were inviting anybody to come and join them. 
And some people, of course, were very quickly like, is this a cult? <laughs> because they're like all hippy dippy and they're all like, come, come join to the garden. Us. This is our address in Tennessee. Uh, it was co-founded by originally by a guy named Patrick Mar- Mariton. I never heard them actually say his name, um, but I just saw it written down. Yeah. And he originally grew up with um, a collective of people called the Rainbow Gathering. And sometimes they call themselves the family, but they are not to Got be it. confused with like the family. Yes. Right. Quote unquote international, which is like the which is a known cult. Yes. So from what I researched about Rainbow Gatherings, and the, and they also call themselves the family, they are not a cult, but they're like a collective of communes. So Patrick grew up kind of in that lifestyle. And so it was his goal when he bought this plot of land 12 years ago to make this commune where people could come. And the way he put it was, we want to enable as many people as possible, as fast as possible, to be able to live without money. Um, So his goal was for people to come and learn how they could live sustainably off the grid, how they could make, you know, forage their own food, how they could compost and not have to like live in the capitalist like lifestyle. Down with the cult so far. Right. At times, the group at most has amassed upwards of 100 people at one time. Um, But generally it floats around like 30 to 40 people. And the idea is that people don't come to live there permanently. People are supposed to come, learn, learn, and go take that knowledge and spread it elsewhere. Wow. Okay? Okay. And some people are concerned about this open door policy. If they say that they're, like, so safe, how do they keep people safe if they just let anybody come and they don't do background checks or anything like that? Uh, so they say that they have uh, they have a 10-day policy where anyone can come and stay with them for 10 days. In that 10 days, anyone who has been at the commune for two weeks or more has a right to say that they don't think that person is safe or that they don't think that person should be able to stay there. Anyone who's been there two weeks or more, so that doesn't mean they have to have been there years and years and years. If you've already been through the 10-day period and you've been accepted to stay longer, you can be like, that person makes me really uncomfortable. I don't think they should be able to stay here. Mm Mm-hmm. After that 10 days, you can request to be considered as somebody who can stay longer than that. Uh, and it has to be a unanimous decision by the people that are already there that you can stay longer than 10 days. Okay. So you have to request it to the council, which is everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody unanimously, unanimously has to agree that you can stay beyond the 10-day stay. Okay. Um, people are encouraged, like I said, to, to come and go, like people leave and come back. Um, but people aren't really encouraged to stay there long-term or permanently. Uh, and there is, I believe a rule about staying in a specific like building more than a year. Like you, they will make you leave the building cause they're trying to constantly construct huh. new stuff and improve the buildings that they have there currently. Okay. Uh, So the most popular TikToker was Tree is Alive, the guy we talked about earlier, the British guy. Um, And he was constantly just posting, like, look how fun and wonderful it is here at the garden. Uh, So the second most popular TikToker was a woman named Rel Gumson. She had about 40,000 followers. She has been with the commune for more than four years in and out because people, like I said, they leave and come back. She began to post more controversial posts. Uh Uh-oh. So she would post things like her having candlelit seances. 
She had what people identified as a dog carcass skirt. Um, elaborate, please. I will. Uh, You look like you were going to gloss over. Are you glossing over it? I will come back to it. I will come back to it. Uh, She posted a video where there was a jug that was labeled as Kool-Aid and she was passing it around to everybody and asking them to drink the Kool-Aid. So basically she was kind of trolling. Once people started to be like, is this a cult? Like, this seems really... She was like, no. Right. Here's my cooling. That's that's so what she... She went full troll. Right. Okay. So then what led other people to really, really, really go against the garden is what I am calling the cat incident. So Tree had mentioned <laughs> briefly and then deleted the video later in a live video about there having been a feral cat that got shot and then was eaten on the compound. Why? 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 I'm glad you asked why. (laughs) I have so many questions. So this obviously upset a lot of people. It upsets me, but nothing upsets people on the internet more than people hurting cats. Animal, yeah. Um, I'm going to put that out there. Yep. So I am not... In any way, encouraging what they did uh, or justifying it, I'm just explaining it. So they live in Tennessee, and the laws in Tennessee, they live on a farm. If there is a wild or feral animal that is attacking your livestock, you are within your right to kill that animal. Mm-hmm. The clarification that they gave was that this was a feral, like a wild cat mm-hmm. that was attacking their chickens. And they had tried multiple times to catch the cat and could not catch it, so they shot the cat. Yeah. And because they don't believe in wasting anything, they skinned the cat and somebody kept the pelt and made a hat out of it and they ate the cat. I'm not justifying it. I'm just But it's a you, farm. That is the explanation that they gave. And that this makes is Tennessee. Sense. This is a farm. Yep. We shot an animal that we previously tried to trap that was killing our livestock. And we used all the parts of the animal because that's what we do. Um, But the person who liked to wear the cat hat was Rel, the person who makes all the trolling videos. So she was already like, it's a cull and wearing this hat that was a skinned cat. Um, And then the dog Does she not like the place? She loves it there. So then why is she like... It almost seems like she's trying to make it look bad or like look controversial. Because she, she's an artist. <laughs> no, bullshit. That is her explanation. She's just like, like, she likes to push buttons. And she's like, if that's what they think this is, then like, whatever, who cares? That was her sense. I was like, but then that's bringing negative attention and light to the thing that you love. And ultimately, it could destroy it. And so, you're doing that. The dog carcass skirt. Please, yes, elaborate. Her dog was hit by a car. Mm. On the compound. Mm -hmm. And like any other animal, they skinned it. Uh, I don't think they ate the dog. Um, But she used the pelt of the dog to make a skirt. (sighs) Would she wear the dog and the cat at the same time? Because that is clashing. That's (laughs) That's clashing. That is clashing fashion. Some other things of note are, like I said, it's in Tennessee. It is between two what are formerly known as sundown towns. Yes. I was going to ask if you're familiar with that terminology. Oh, I but am. But you sound like you are. 
If you are not familiar with the terminology, sundown town means that these were municipalities that were all white. Remember, this is the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only were they all white, they had very public signs and policies that any black people that were in the town had to be gone by sundown and that they would elicit any means necessary to get the black people out of town if they were there after sundown. Now, those places, I'm assuming, legally are not sundown towns anymore at this time, but to have that history, like, on either side of the farm. They're also, I will say this because I've been seeing this pop up on Reddit and and whatnot, etc. While it might not be a legally recognized sundown town, there is a list on Wikipedia of, quote-unquote, active sundown towns that you should follow because they still work by those rules. Yes. So that's the kind of area that it's in. There are, it's mostly white people there, but there are some people of color. Like, it's not entirely white people, but it is mostly white people. I will also say, uh, one of the things Rail said that, of course, upset me, so she was talking about all the things that people got upset about that she had posted, and one was a scarecrow that people said was racist, that she said... She didn't (laughs) see it as racist and it wasn't meant to be racist. I'm like, if you have to say that. Um, But they don't have a lot of stuff to make a scarecrow with. Uh, And the face of the scarecrow, she had like a California raisin. Do you remember what those look like? Mm -hmm. A California raisin doll. So that was like the face of the scarecrow. And then Mm -hmm. it had like a big puffy like fro wig on it. And so people were like, that's a really racist scarecrow. And she... Her response to that was that she doesn't see race. And uh, she was like, I've been told that that's white privilege, but I think that that's racist for people to say to me. And, and, right. So, oh, get you and your dog carcass wearing ass. Get, I know. Get I out of here. hate it. So there are people on TikTok who will say, like, I went to the garden. It's a cult. Don't go there. It's a cult. Don't go there. The people at the garden would tell you that those are people who they kicked out, who they didn't let stay in the 10-day policy, that people on the compound were like, those people are creepy. We should get rid of them. So, right. So, they would argue that those people are butthurt, and that's why they say that. Because nobody's like, I was victimized by the garden. Mm -hmm. People are just like, they're really fucked up there and weird. And some of them are. Um, because it is a compound and it's off the grid, there are a lot of unconventional thinkers there, including people who are QAnon supporters, some people who are COVID deniers, anti-vaxxers, and 9-11 truthers. Oh! Yeah. What? So, after these videos began to blow up on TikTok, like, they were going viral, and people went fucking nuts and they were like are you a cult people started to send them all kinds of death threats people were saying they were going to come there because they had publicized their address that people were going to come there and burn it down like all sorts of like terrible terrible shit coming their way um, from people accusing them of being a cult there was one tiktoker who ultimately deleted their entire existence on tiktok I cannot find them anymore Um, their name was Milo and Milo Uh. got really popular by talking about the garden being a cult um, and, you know, telling people, like, trying to raise awareness or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that inadvertently, like, got them the death threats and got them to be treated in such a way. Uh, And 
after like extensively talking about that topic, like they kind of realized that they were talking about it more and more for the views because that was putting them in the algorithm and people were talking about their page, but that the more they were researching it, the less that they thought the garden was a cult. Oh, so they changed their mind. So they kind of changed their stance and then also like deleted their existence off of TikTok. Huh. So many TikTok channels were devoted exclusively to taking down cults and the garden. Like they put their focus on the garden. And in March of 2021, for the first time in their 12-year history, the garden closed to the public. Oh, wow. So they stopped allowing just anybody to come in. Wow. Um, That escalated quickly. Well, because they were all saying, like, they didn't feel safe anymore. Yeah. Um, They felt like, you know, this, their whole thing was, like, this nice, like, let's teach people how to live sustainably. How to live sustainably and how to like spread the word. And people are like, you're a fucking cult. <laughs> um, which I'm like, kind of like, oh, I feel bad now. Right. Um, so even though the garden was never really meant to be a permanent living space, many people left directly because of what was happening with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, one of the people who left was Rel. Um, it was a very mutual, like, hey, You've kind of brought a lot of bad attention to this place. Yeah. And you've, like, through your actions, have kind of supported this idea that we're a cult. And, like... So everyone in the house voted and we voted you out. No matter what your intentions were, like, this is the result. Like, you've really hurt our reputation. You've really hurt our cause. Maybe you should leave. And Rel was like, yeah, maybe I should. So Rel is one of the people who has since left the garden. Tree uh, and his girlfriend, Julia, who was another person that, you know, was making posts about, you know, being at the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had left around the time that, like, all the controversy was coming down and they were closing the garden down to the public. But they've since come back. But, again, they're, like, that's kind of what they do. They go, they travel around to different yeah. places. Uh, so they're still not there permanently, but they've gone back. Um, but officially, as of July of 2020, the garden is back open to the public. So they are back to accepting visitors to come and see what they're doing and what they're all about. Um, do I think they are a cult? Ultimately, I don't think they're a cult. I think they have a lot of problematic people. <laughs> and I think that they have some problematic ideologies but they don't all they don't have any like religious ideologies. They don't all follow a leader. It really does seem communal. People said that Tree or Rel were the leader, but I think that's just because they were famous on TikTok were and those were the people that knew like those yeah. were the faces that people knew. Yeah. Um but neither of them is a leader and they're really really focused on like no one is a leader. Even Patrick, the guy who started the place and owns still owns all the property legally. He lives in the same kind of housing as everybody else. He doesn't have more than everybody else. Everybody talks about how he's the hardest working guy and he doesn't, yeah, like, claim ownership over anything. They really stress that it's like, we all own this. We all share this. Nobody is the leader here. That's kind of a big point of what we do. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, good for them. Um, they don't encourage people to stay a long time. That is very uncult like. They don't tell you you can't have contact with your old life or your old yeah, friends anymore. That's not very cult like. They don't seem to try to isolate you. They yeah. really want you to come, learn, and leave. 
Uh, so that to me kind of feels like that's not very culty. They're not trying to yeah. keep you there and like make you do what they're doing. Like people come and people go and mm-hmm. that's what it is. And sometimes people come back and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of no big deal. Uh, so that is my analysis of the garden. Uh, so if you see about them on TikTok and you see people talking about this TikTok call and telling people not to go, uh, ultimately, I think it's kind of satanic panic, like in the, the 80s, where it's like, oh, these people are unconventional. They must be the devil. Like, I really think they're just a bunch of hippies. Some of them, like, I agree. I don't like all of them. It also sounds like it could be a breeding ground for like doomsday preppers, like that mindset right. of people. And, that and was, so I'm like, that was the I get part it. that I, right. Yeah. I was like, that part's a little, yeah, that was more of the vibe that I got. Like, you got to be prepared because the world's going to, like, you got to be able to live off the land when yeah. there's no government, whatever. When there's no government and money means nothing. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah. and then one of the comments I saw recently that people were asking, Um, Because I was, like, looking at their Facebook page because their TikTok is also, like, the garden isn't posting anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think their Instagram is gone, but their Facebook is still up. And one of the things people were asking were, like, well, do you allow guns? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I would imagine that they don't, but also how are they going to enforce that? But that's kind of the... You know, yeah, that's where you get when you get into that territory is you get people that are like, well, I got to prepare for the coming the war. war. Right. You, you get it. You get the me. war coming on my coming for my rights. So ultimately, that is not happening. I don't think the garden is a cult. It um, doesn't sound like a cult. I just think they are a commune that got a really bad rap, but they do have like, you know, some questionable people there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Which is going to happen when you have an open door policy. But apparently nobody is violent. Because like, if anybody's violent, they get kicked the fuck out. They get yeah. out of the island. So they have they have weird ideals, but at least they keep it to themselves, I guess. Mm, right. Their, their main thing, like, they don't really get into politics other than, like, they don't believe in leadership, like, central leadership. They mm-hmm. believe in sharing everything and teaching people how to take care of themselves and then getting them to leave and go take care of themselves. And then please leave. And then please leave. Please, please leave. And that's the garden. Interesting. Huh. I'd, no, I'd never heard about it. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, maybe TikTok will hear me and put it in your it algorithm It probably now. did. It'll probably be my algorithm tonight. I'll be sending you five videos that I suddenly came across being like, the garden. But check them out for yourselves. If you want to look them up on uh, on TikTok, uh, Tree is Alive is the, the main guy who, when I say main guy, he's the main person who brought attention to them. He is not the leader. There is no leader, but you can see a lot of posts about the garden from there. And yeah, it's it's back open if you want to go. There you go. Go if you go. They're in Lafayette, Tennessee. Tell us what it's really like. Tell us what it's like if you've been to the garden or if you're going to go to the garden. Yeah, let us know. That's it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much. If you want to support us, you know there are oh so many ways. We have a Patreon with one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, and fifteen dollar tiers. Totally, totally awesome. We have merch on our website, deadtimestorieswithaz.com. And, of course, there are totally free ways that you can help us out, like emailing us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. And the number one best way, you know what it is, five stars on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Get us in those algorithms, baby. We need in that algorithm. And that's it. That's it. That's it and that's all. That's it. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this has been Deadtime Stories. Thanks for listening. Deadtime Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 